Nice. It's good to have a Morgan around. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 160 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And pardon me while I burst into flames at the stellar privilege of this episode. Oh, I wish you would fucking burn into flame, uh, burst flames. Um, yes, this week's guest is somehow... And I mean this because I haven't got a fucking clue how it happened. And the fact that it has happened is absolutely mental to me. This week, we have living legend, Brandon Boyd. Yes. Now, this is an absolute above dream guest territory for me. I never thought this would happen. My whole music journalism career, I've wanted to speak to Brandon Boyd. And somehow... Here we are, one of the coolest, most attractive, suave, and charming artistic humans on the planet. Brandon has infiltrated our hearts and probably all of your walls with posters for the last three decades with Incubus, his creative paintings, and solo projects. I've always found his outlets as such a unique experience, and he's being as busy as ever behind the scenes preparing for his new third solo studio record, Echoes and Cocoons, coming now in spring 2022. We were offered some time with the man himself to chat (laughs) all things life, music, art, Uh. relationships, hilarious moments, and obviously, we cherished every second of it in the conversation you're about to hear. But, Sean, I mean... It goes without saying, Brandon and Incubus, huge influence for so many people, but especially for you, a lot of your friends, and getting into your musical journey. Oh, yeah, 100%. Bob, from my band Raiders, and formerly of the Blackout, absolutely adores Incubus, as always adored Incubus. Um, even back when Bob used to wear extremely baggy jeans <laughs> under his ass as well. So, um, yeah, I couldn't believe this. You couldn't believe this. When I told my close friends about it, they couldn't believe it. I don't even think they still believe it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna believe it until they until they hear Brandon talking yeah. out, and then they're gonna be like, "No, ah, I reckon you got, you got a fucking voice actor in or some shit." But, um, yeah, it's the real Brandon Boyd. I can't stress this enough. Um, at the time of recording as well, I'd just, the day before, I'd recently taken my, uh, I'd had a booster for my vaccine to get us away from that virus. And I was feeling like I was about to die. I genuinely uh, nearly cried an hour before it because I was in so much pain because it felt like somebody was shaking my spine. And I thought, oh, great. The one time I get to speak to Brandon Boyd and I might not be able to do it because I am ill. And as soon as I saw his magical, beautiful, youthful face, everything was all right in my world. So I'm not saying Brandon Boyd is the cure for COVID or the cure for the vaccines. But, but get on a Zoom call with him. I bet he fucking cheers you up. I bet he fucking cheers you up. 
He was absolutely fucking brilliant. I found out after the call, he really enjoyed himself. His management, who were in on the call, and his PR people all enjoyed themselves and laughed and um, said it was good to see him laugh too. And then he went, of course, he went from the multimedia giant that is Sapnin Podcast. After us, he went to something called, it's either called Kn or it's called CNN and is some sort of news network in America. CNN. Never heard of it. I don't think I catch on. Um, are you still no, are you still tripping from this extra vaccine though? Is that that's the my no? Why I don't know. Just just thought I'd ask. But anyway, but no, I'm just excited. <laughs> this week's guest is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> it's genuinely. Do you know what? I did the Zoom call with him, and I don't even know if it if we have done one with him. That's how <laughs> well, that's how unbelievable it's, it's it is. Fine. I've got the audio. I've checked it over, and I've even got screenshots. Of us talking, so that'll be up on our social media Fuck pages. It. Oh, I told you as soon as we finished that interview, send me a photo of me, you, and Brandon Boyd, so I could brag to my friends and family. Have I had one from you? Not currently. <laughs> um, but anyway, this conversation is going to be absolutely wonderful. He opens up about so many different elements of his career, and we're going to be talking about. Everything from his new solo music to the 30th anniversary of Incubus, launching his Moonlight Arts Collective with some familiar faces, tattoos, vegetables, surfing, everything cool you could possibly imagine. You're going to have a smile on your face throughout this episode, and we would like to know how much you've smiled. Let us know at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, also... um Noel Fielding, I know you listen every week to Sapling Podcast. I thought you were already friends with Brandon Boyd because I went on his art collective website and I saw you on there. As you'll find out, we got to get you together. So nice one, Noel Fielding. Know you're a big Sapling fan and you're definitely in the Patreon. Speaking of, Moog. Well, if you head over to patreon.com forward slash sapmin, you never know who's going to be in our wonderful community of absolute superstars. There's people from other bands people from the music industry, from artists, from agents, from publicists, from people who put on some of the biggest shows of the year. Uh, so head over to patreon.com for us. Not only can you rub shoulders with them and make friends and you know, might get guest list. I'm not, I'm not giving it out, but I'm just saying it could. It's oh, you <laughs> I've gone. gone through a really, really dark deep hole, but you get loads of bonuses from us as well. Loads of behind the scenes content, loads of bonus podcasting. It's just a jolly good time and it's the best way to support us. So if you like Sapnin Podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash Sapnin and help us out. You get some bonuses and it's a lovely time. Let's just get straight in to this conversation with Brandon Boyd of Incubus. <laughs> mad yeah mad sentence before we do uh, something bad at happening pod on twitter and instagram let us know what you thought of this send us a how the fuck has this happened because i'm going to be sending it because i don't know um thanks again to brandon thank you very much to jamie roberts for sorting it out you absolute legend oh everyone you're fucking brandon <laughs> boy for incubus <laughs> talking to me and my fucking friend <laughs> Sat- Sat- <laughs> Sapnin. 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 Yes, he's been bolder to it. Yes. This week's guest is singer, musician, artist, and never aging mega babe, Brandon Boyd. Wow. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm very, very impressed that this conversation is happening, to be honest. Um, Me too. (laughs) <laughs> Both myself and Sean are um, quite flabbergasted that this is even a thing. So thank you for taking the time. I'm sure you've got a very busy day. Um, it's my pleasure. It's nice <laughs> to talk to you guys. Where are you guys? Um, Cardiff, Cardiff, Wales. Nice. Gosh, it's been such a long time since I've been back there. I, I really miss it. Yeah, I think I think I was there the last time you were there, I think. So um, it would have been like, uh, gosh, it's been... Uh, 
I'd say at least 10 years, right? Mm, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Things have been, been a yeah. while, but... <laughs> wow. But yeah, but how, how are things with you just day to day at the moment? I know you're gearing up for a lot of exciting things. There's been a lot of creativity, a lot of music, a lot of art um, that we're going to yeah. get into. But yeah, how is, how is day to day at the moment? What's, what's going on in the uh, Boyd household? It's, uh, you know, it's been really interesting. It's been a very interesting past two years. I don't know if you guys noticed anything different. <laughs> in the general landscape it's a little bit maybe yeah i can't help but there i know that there's got to be somewhere in the world someone who like was in a coma and then woke up recently and like i'm awake and what changed and they're like hmm where do we start uh yeah i just i've really been leaning into uh uh creativity i suppose i know that's sort of a boring way of describing it but uh not being able to leave the house for an extended period of time my way of of processing the experience was to write music and to paint and to grow food and wow. uh oh that's what i did essentially and and the results of it are that uh i've gotten a lot better at growing kale <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice well i was I was literally just going to say, this is a question I never thought I'd ask, but Brandon, what food have you been growing? Right, right. So, uh, lots of veggies. Um, uh, there were some volunteer plants that popped up next to my garden boxes, which is really interesting. A volunteer plant is when you didn't plant it, it just shows up. So, this beautiful, like, just billowing cherry tomato bush showed up right next to my garden boxes where I was growing my veggies. And so, I've been happily pulling veggies from there but in amongst all of that i also wrote a record uh which i just put out the first single from it about two weeks ago it's called pocket knife and the album itself is going to come out in march it, the title of the record is echoes and cocoons and um i wrote it with uh, a new friend of mine named john congleton who is a producer and a songwriter as well and i was you know, here during lockdown with my girlfriend and her and I were sharing music back and forth with each other, kind of in a, a daily ritual that we have. We sit down and we have tea in the afternoon. Sometimes we just talk, but much of the time we share music with each other. And one of the things that came up was produced by John Congleton. And I was really enamored of the record that I was listening to. And so I, so I started investigating him more. And it turns out he's done a just a buttload of great records with great artists over the years. So, um, I, uh, I just sort of slid into his DMS and he called me back. And so we started writing together and pretty quickly thereafter, we, we started to amass a, a body of work. So. Hmm. Well, with echoes and cocoons, I mean, this is kind of your third solo record and it's been quite a while since you've really dove into that side of things. I mean, incubus has done so much over the yep. years so when you do get time to kind of step away from the band and focus on different music like this is there a certain mindset you get into do you feel like there's more or less pressure or do you kind of find this project a bit more therapeutic you know it's there there are ways in which it has remarkable differences from writing music with you know my pals and in incubus when we write music together as a band it's um a lot more of, well, there's five cooks in the kitchen, you know? Uh, and so it, it becomes, um, it's a much more involved process, both creatively and intellectually and conversationally. Like we're all just kind of like leading in and challenging each other and it takes longer, but you know, we have some really incredible results as, as a, as a product of, of that kind of that version of creativity, but with, you know, the solo stuff that each record I've done, and, and you are correct, this is the third one. Each experience has been pretty vastly different than the next. Um, the first one I did in 2010, and it was with a producer named Dave Fridman, um, who did like the Flaming Lips stuff and Thursday and all these other cool bands. And I recorded it. It was just he and I, and it was up in upstate New York in this converted Amish barn. That's a, it's a recording studio, but it like, it's in the woods. There's like nothing around. And so I was there with just him and he was engineering and producing and I was playing all the instruments. So 
it was, that was my first solo record. I was like, I want to hear what I sound like almost literally by myself. And that's the wild trapeze. So the musicianship is kind of terrible, but it's like really well intended and you can kind of feel the heart of the thing. And then the next experience, I was like, I would love to make a record with my friend, Brendan O'Brien, who's produced a bunch of Incubus records. And he and I work really beautifully together. We have a, a kind of synergy where he is an unbelievable musician and a producer and an engineer, but he has a really unique ability to challenge me as an artist where he can come in and be like, that's not your best work. I really think you can do better. And nobody else is able to say that to me without me being like, <laughs> like kind of sulking <laughs> yeah. off into the corner. For some yeah. reason, Brendan O'Brien can approach me with a constructive critique that's strong and, and really not mealy mouth. He's like, this is not good. Like you really can do better than this. And I'm like, okay, I can do better than this. And so it challenges me. And that's, that became the sons of the sea project, um, which was really, really fun. This album echoes and cocoons was, uh, we were in a point in time during lockdown when quite literally couldn't be in the same room as people that you didn't like know intimately. So John Congleton and I were just FaceTiming and then, emailing ideas back and forth to each other. So it was a highly unique experience. I recorded all, all the vocals at home and he recorded all the instrumentation or most of the instrumentation at his studio. And then some of the uh, instrumentation on a couple of the songs I did here at home as well, but it was like these pods that were interacting virtually. And then we have this record as a result. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think that through all your career, the, we've got to this stage where you're recording remotely with somebody over the internet and right. it's a bit, yes. I bet you guys didn't even realize we're making a record right now. This is going to come wow. out in January. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm in. I'd be happy yes. with that. I'd yeah. be happy with that. Yeah. But, no, but, but speaking of just kind of that cre creativity side to you, I mean, you know, loads of people will know that outside of music, you love fine art and you've always done painting and, really from a young age you know your your household has always had that kind of creative methods coming coming out of it um but really with that side of things like how do you, when you're in a creative mood how do you know whether it's music or painting or anything that you want to express that in is it just kind of whatever feels right that day or do you find different influences or different moods or setting structures anything really set off a particular way to to go about and, and get that creative outlet into a certain mm. method it's a Excuse me. That's a really good question. Um, it's interesting because the two things, whether it's sort of visual art or audio art, they, they incept, so to speak, from the same source. And so there, there are days when uh, I want to do both. I want to paint, and I, but I also want to write music. And I have to like, my little studios are set up right next door to each other. And they're both kind of like plug and play. They're, they're ready to go. I have like canvases and my paint and my brushes of various, you know, kinds ready to go at, right here. And then like eight feet this way, there's another tiny little room where it's like you turn on the computer and you can start recording stuff. And I always dreamed of, of having that available to me, have the opportunity to be like, which direction do I want to go today? Like, how am I going to get my hands dirty today? And so I feel very grateful and very blessed to have that opportunity. But um, on those days when I, I am just feeling that kind of upwelling where it's like, there's something deeply inspiring and I don't know where to put it. Uh, I usually will gravitate towards painting because while I'm painting songs can happen as well. And they kind of tick around in my brain and melodies start to emerge as I'm painting kind of in the dense silence of my little studio um, if I'm, if I go straight into the, my little recording space and start to work on a song, it's much more, uh, there's more like tech involved. And so it becomes a little bit more of a left brain experience and I can't paint. So it's wild. It's hard to describe actually now that I'm attempting to, um, I find that when I'm, I'm in the flow of painting and it's quiet, songs emerge naturally, like melodies will emerge, um, little lyrical ideas will emerge and I can really easily just push record on my little voice note thing on my phone 
and capture ideas there. But I've learned over the years to make space for muse, I guess we'll call it. There's a, there's a feeling, as any creative person will attest to, there's a feeling that kind of wells up inside of you. And it's as if something is trying to speak through you. And so what I've learned how to do is to make space for it. And so I have literal rooms where it's like, here it comes, go to the room, you know, or if I'm driving, which is much of the time, it's really kind of, it, it shows up unannounced. It's not like, oh, I'm going to have Muse over for coffee this afternoon. I might make, clean up the space a little bit. It's like, you'll be in an art, you'll be driving. You might be in an argument with your girlfriend and you're like, fuck, this is a really inopportune time for this great <laughs> melody to, babe, I, hold on <laughs> I, I just love it yeah i love the idea of you being in an argument just starts just start singing at it just start singing at it. right that it doesn't help no <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine not take the next left right. we gotta take the next left right. that's a good one actually yeah, just, yeah, added to the album we're already recording so yes Aww. but yeah no i i wanted to touch on um yeah the the moonlight art collective because um yeah, I've just I've just gone through your Instagram now, and I can't believe the amount of varied people from different worlds that people will not expect mm. that are part of, part of this. So, yeah. um, how do Brandon Boyd and Noel Field in link up? How does that How does that happen? I was hoping that you could you guys could connect me with Noel Fielding. That would be uh, I don't know him. I don't know him yet. Ah. Oh, okay, you will. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're we're on our, our moonlight arts collective Instagram were uh, highlighting people who um, are kind of like multidisciplinary artists or um, multi hyphenates, I guess you could say someone like Noel Fielding, or uh, if I could say humbly, someone like myself who like we might know from music, but also they paint or they have a, a life in the visual arts as well. So that's like people like Mark Mothersbaugh, people like, um, John Gorley from Portugal, the man. Um, God, there are so many. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> he's a re- Jim, it's James Bond. Oh, James Bond. He's a fantastic yeah. painter. It's a trip, you know? And so I've, during, I've always been fascinated with people who were like those, quote, multi hyphenates. Uh, but during the lockdown phase of the pandemic, I really started to kind of like hunker down around this idea of somehow creating like an arts collective where maybe we could even do, you know, like print release, fine art print releases with these different multi-talents, the way that I, I've been doing print series that they're, they're hand signed and numbered um, prints. They're like lithographs, they're giclés, they're screen prints, like really nice print art that people can collect at a kind of lower price point. And um, it just became kind of like, why don't we, try something like this. And so we've been over the last, it's been about a year that we've been planning it, but we're doing our first releases starting in January. And so it's going to be pretty like uh, consistent releases. I'm, I'm guessing maybe like once a month with a different artist, someone that we know and love from music or TV or sports or film who happen to be painters or photographers as well. Nice. And, and going back to the, the mixture of between music and art, would you say that really there's a load of your songs that might have started technically writing the first note as the painting? Uh, there are probably countless ones Ooh. and um, countless songs, incubus songs, um, you know, solo music that just sort of emerges as I make space for them. And so what I've learned is that painting is a place where it's like, you're making a lot of space for a lot of creativity to rush in. And um, like anything else, any other kind of like specialized place in the world, uh, what you give space to and what you give energy to can tend to like grow. You know what I mean? So I've learned to, make space for music and for painting among other things. But those are the two kind of like main creative focuses for me in my life. And I truly, I love them. I love writing songs. It's an incredible challenge to have nothing 
And then days later, you have like a fully formed melody and a fully formed lyric that you aren't even really sure what it means. And then it starts to kind of like reorder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Organize and piece together and it becomes almost like a puzzle in a way. It's like an intellectual challenge. And when you arrange those words and that melody correctly, it can evoke emotion in you. And it, it could even potentially evoke emotion in someone that you've never even met. So it's an potentially really powerful mode of communication. And the wild thing about painting is it's the same way, but you can do it through colors and you can do it through lines and gestures. You can express something that is otherwise inexpressible um, and evoke an emotional response or, or a spiritual response in somebody. And I just, I'm fascinated by these processes. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. It sounds it, but touching on, um, gauging emotional reactions and stuff. I mean, we have to talk about Incubus because hmm. the amount of uh, emotional reactions I've had from Incubus tracks over the years are endless. So um, really, you guys started the band in 1991 and that's 30 years ago. So I'm sure when you hear... Shut up, Morgan. <laughs> Stop reminding people that time is moving forward. But when you... It's fucking dreadful. When you hear a statistic like that, I'm sure A, not only are you blown away that it's been that long, but kind of just being able to have made so many countless crazy adventures over the last three decades, really. Yeah, it's, it, it, it does give me pause as well. In some ways, the, it, it feels like it, it, like it happened like in the blink of an eye. And then in other ways, I, I think back onto, you know, our first tours that we did um, around 96, 97, and it feels like multiple lifetimes ago. Um, in certain ways, I can't even believe that we survived the experience because it was, um, <laughs> it's dangerous <laughs> on a good day. It's a dangerous experience as I'm, I'm sure you, Sean can attest to like when you're in a band that it, it's fun and it there's, it's frivolous. There, there's so many amazing opportunities that open up to you, but uh, right alongside of all, all those like amazing opportunities, just also like all of these potential pitfalls and uh, cavernous dark wells that you can fall down into uh, should you take one wrong step. And we all know the story over and over and over again. So anyway, I'm digressing, but it's, it's been an incredible experience and I'm uh, incredibly grateful to have had and have the opportunity to make music, but also to, have people like listen and respond to it. What an amazing thing, because that's not a guarantee when you go into it. In fact, I even resigned myself from an early age to uh, the fact that I would probably be making music just for like my friends and family and making art for my friends and family. And I was like, I'd ask myself a really serious question at a certain point, like, am I okay with that? And it was an unequivocal yes. So I was like, yeah, I don't care. This is just what I need to do. This is what I know how to do. And if 
there is success with it, then great. But if not, I'm probably still going to do it, you know? Yeah. And then the success came and you fucking nailed it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely smashed Aww. it. But yeah. Um, touching on um, pocket knife briefly, I get a very Bowie-esque feel to it. Is that mm. something that you feel at the same time? Or is that, or do you think I'm way off there? I, uh, I'm flattered by the, uh, the reference, or uh, I don't know if you're making it as a comparison, but even to be mentioned in the same sentence fills me with some indescribable joy. I'm a massive Bowie fan. And I, I listened to his last record a lot right around that time when he passed. And I thought that there was a lot of really great stuff in there. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot more on this this album as a, a whole piece of of work. Um, I'm interested to hear your guys's um, thoughts on it because it's Pocket Knife is probably one of the more like accessible tracks. The rest of the record is uh, it was written during a very particular time in our modern history. You know, like we here in California, we were allowed to leave the house only to go to the supermarket or to the hospital or to like go for a jog or something. And um, we weren't even allowed to like go surf. Like you would get wow. arrested if you went surfing in the early days of the pandemic. That's crazy. Which yeah, you seems... think that, yeah. You think you'd, you'd be allowed to do that as you I know, know. it's in the sea, not uh, up close to people. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were thinking that like fish could give you COVID or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. It, uh, so the record is decidedly, uh, it's it's quite introspective it's i was singing in kind of different tonalities because it it wasn't the music that john and i were making together wasn't calling on the same kind of like like booming belting vocals though there are those moments on the album most of it is it's more conversational it is uh the product of being in a kind of uh, a cocoon of sorts but i do really i do really like what we made and i think that people are going to like it it's just a different look for me for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I watched your live Instagram um, feed that you did from, uh, I think it was a, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and you said, you described the album as dark and horny. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> there you go. Good. Yeah. Nice. It was, the, yeah, the, the, the instant surprise on your face then was like, oh, did I? <laughs> but then you, it's, it's like it sunk in and you were like, oh, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that still the vibe? I, is that still the vibe you get from it? I think so. There's a couple of tracks. Like when you guys hear the whole record, you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, this, this guy's obviously l- lonely. We'll just say it like that. <laughs> there, were, there was like the, my girlfriend and I, and I, 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 the only reason I'm going to share this story with you is because I think that this is probably almost universal in people's experience of lockdown, especially if you were already partnered up with somebody when it happened, there was an initial burst that lasted quite a few months of almost like this. uh, And this is in respect to the person that you were kind of like locked down with. There was like this initial burst of like bliss where it's like, it's just you and I We live on like this Island now and we'll be fine if we're just together. And then the reality of it is like, wow, this isn't ending anytime soon are we going to fucking kill each other? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) There's like this, like, Oh my God, we're learning this whole new dynamic. It was as if like, there were like, uh, the layers of the onion, so to speak, getting peeled away, peeled away, peeled away. And then, so there was a period of time where I was alone, uh, during that period where it was difficult, you know, interrelationally or relationally. And then, uh, we kind of came back together, and then fell back into a bliss, which is where we exist now, which I'm so thankful for. But the record was written in that initial burst of bliss and into that period of aloneness. Ah, so okay. there's some there's some emotional complexity happening in the lyrics of, of the album. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, there's a couple of things I really want to um, ask you, Brandon, before you head off. And one of those things is with Incubus. As a fan, I've always kind of seeing the band as such an individual kind of outlet. And I mean that in a massive compliment because it seemed that your catalog is so diverse, but you never fitted into a certain genre, 
I'd say, really, because there was elements where you would be a part of scenes and be very vocal in that, but then not at the same time. And there's so many different fans of music who are Incubus fans. And with that, is that something you've always tried to do? But at the same time, are you quite proud that you've never been able to fit into anywhere that really Incubus could become its own genre? Mm. I, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Because um, the truth is, is that I'll say this for myself, but I actually think that I can speak for the rest of the guys in the band when I say that um, we never wanted to be a part of any particular genre. Like we were always um, very vocally uh, in celebration of kind of like all kinds of music. And I think that's one of the reasons why we evolved and we continue to evolve the way that we do is like, we loved super heavy rock. We loved like hardcore music. We loved punk, but we also loved like, I still love the Grateful Dead, Fish. I love jazz. I love uh, grindcore. I love drum and bass. I, I, there are even some like country music that I like, you know, I love R&B and soul. They all speak to me differently, but ultimately in the same way where it's like, is this artist uh, speaking authentically to their experience? And are they speaking to me? And my experience has been that most of them are speaking to me, even if I don't understand the words, like one of my favorite singers of all time is a, a Kewali singer from Pakistan named Nusret Fateh Ali Khan. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Nusret Fateh Ali Khan. He's, a, he's famous in the Kewali world uh, and like kind of um, Eastern devotional music, but his voice is absolutely spectacular and he doesn't sing in English. And so when I hear him sing and other Kewali singers, at first, all I can hear is how bad of a singer I am in comparison. But then once I'm able to like get past that shit and just kind of like lean back into his voice, it's an incredible thing. And it, the reason I bring him up is because it's a perfect example of the way that I have experienced music in my life. It's just like, it's a, it's a broad spectrum. I, I still love uh, when I'm driving sometimes and it's just me, like I love listening to uh, like really heavy, like scary, violent music, you know? Nice. Is there um, anyone that comes to mind? Anyone that comes to mind, like any bands? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's lots, but one of them in particular that's been a lot of fun for me. And it's also fun historically because I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Mike Patton and I grew up Oh. loving um, <laughs> Mr. Bungle and Faith No More. And I got super into Tomahawk when he was doing that thing and all of his different projects, but his new thing, Dead Cross, have you listened to? Yeah. The first yeah. Dead Cross record is so fucking good. It's so scary. It's like, why do you know how to do that? Like, I, I don't fully understand it, but like, I, I really am in a deep kind of appreciation and awe of, of Mike's talent. And he's a really rad dude too. Like we've toured with Mr. Bungle and Faith No More and all those guys have always been fantastic to us. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Branding, I, I want I want to hit you with one last question before um, you head off. Um, and really Incubus is music has been used a lot in kind of tattoo culture. I'm sure you've seen many fans get kind of Incubus tattoos or lyrics or anything like that. But me and Sean were discussing earlier that you must have seen so many people with red sleeves or tattoos, especially after the Drive music video came out. So, like, right. what kind of weird... Well, yeah, I considered yeah. it. Like, as soon as I saw that video, I was like, oh, okay. Number one, he's the coolest man that's ever existed. Number two, I'm going to have to get a red fucking tattoo now. You, so, have you just seen, like, random as hell incubus tattoos like that or just red tattoos in general Have people said, like, you've inspired body art for them? Quite a lot. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of it over the years and I, I'm flattered by it, but I also the, the just as sort of like present as the flattery is that I really hope that you like our band in 10 years oh, oh, yeah. or in five <laughs> <Yeah>. years <laughs> because that's a portrait of my face on your thigh. Like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, imagine how that feels, right? That's fine for you. You Brandon Boyd of Incubus. You're this massive band 
that's fucking gone on for years that everybody loves, right? Some idiot had a, had a tattoo of me. <laughs> and then, then about three years later, my band split up. They've got to be furious. Like, imagine how angry you'd be. Like, I just had this one of this knob. You can't break and up. I got band the tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. no but that, yeah, but, but, but that's fair. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time, Brandon. This has been an absolute wonderful conversation. Never thought we'd uh, get to do this. And you're someone I've personally wanted to speak to for a very, very long time. So thank you again for, for doing this. And I'm really excited for all the new music and everything to come very, very soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for the music. Thank you very much for the constant inspiration. And yeah, thank you very much for everything. Oh, you're so sweet. Just, Thanks, man. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure my band wouldn't have uh, done anything if it wasn't for Incubus existing. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that career that you don't know that you, real, you accidentally <laughs> give me. So. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys too. All right, guys, take care. Bye. You listen to Sammy Bogart? Yeah! Jesus I went it. so my octaves went so high then that sums up my excitement more than I can ever imagine yeah you need to blow my fucking eardrums out with that then um <laughs> yes um, hey oh that was Brandon Boyd <laughs> oh, it's never funny. not gonna be funny it's, oh, it's, it's fucking ridiculous right what are you gonna think right I love Brandon Boyd right same, but I yeah. genuinely, genuinely, gen- and I loved him prior to that interview, yeah. prior to seeing him them and him treating us fucking lovely, right? Mm-hmm. I loved him anyway. But I genuinely, it, I don't know why, like it never crossed my mind of us ever being able to get near it. I think it's because, because he's an artist and because I feel like he's a bit serious. He's sophisticated. Sophisticated, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a, yeah, not a Welsh pleb because he's not a Welsh why, fucking div, right? Why would I wasn't he lower? Why would he lower his standards to come and talk to us? But for some reason, he did, and I'm very grateful that that happened. And just listening back to the conversation, it, I just love the way we talk into him, like we talk to anyone. And there was one point <laughs> where you even said the sentence. Oh, it's all right for you. You're Brandon Boyd from Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. The thing is, I was just, I was fucking starstruck and um, giving him teenage girl eyes all the way through. Like, even though I was, uh, I was sweating and freezing at the same time as well. Um, but he cheered me up. Well, I'm going to say it. He's definitely, definitely the cure to any viruses or illnesses or sadnesses oh, you have. That's definitely um, that's definitely a claim. Um, I can I can agree on the sadnesses because his music has helped me for a lot over the years, and I'm very excited now for this new solo record, Echoes and Cocoons, that was going to be released in March. He said I had I had springtime. He said March, come from the man's mouth himself. So keep an eye out for official release date on the social media and all that very very soon, and hopefully Incubus can come back to the UK to play a tour or something because I would very much. Um, enjoy that but Warband they're just defying so many genres for me and as we like, I, I think they're literally the only band I can think of who used to tour with bands like Limp Bizkit and Korn but you, if you told me they were supporting the Red Hot Chili Peppers Green Day or Stevie Wonder I'd be like oh of course they are yeah sure yeah it's mad isn't it? it's mad <laughs> but uh, yeah it was, it was it was fucking fantastic I just can't stop laughing I'm over the moon yeah it's just mad and yeah we were when we were talking about it earlier, I saw one of their last gigs of it, and it was about 12 years ago. Mm. That's insane. That's insane. I remember going, oh, look, they've all got car- they've all got lovely carpets on stage and no shoes. And uh, and then 12 years disappeared, and I'm talking to Brandon Boyd via... <laughs> I laughed at it again. I'm talking to Brandon <laughs> Boyd via Zoom, which is no. fucking mad. But uh. it's, it's, it's episodes like this that we're very grateful that this whole thing it happens and we get to have these conversations with actual icons of the music industry. So thank you so much to Brandon for taking the time, his whole team for making this happen. And you wonderful listeners for putting us into your ears where we couldn't say thank you without giving a massive shout out to our wonderful Patreon community. Without them, this podcast wouldn't exist and we definitely would have done 160 episodes in a row 
in a row, mind, of talking to some absolute insane guests. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin, there's loads of extra content on there from bonus podcasts, videos, behind the scenes looks, and you get included into the wonderful community and they just help each other out on the daily. But as well as that, if you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names in there that we do thank. But as always, Sean is going to give a mahusive shout out to the elite members of the community. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yes, thank you very much to all of these people and everybody who's involved with the Patreon. Um, maybe we'll chuck a couple of screenshots um, of us and Brandon Boyd uh, up on the Patreon for you guys to have a look because um, I still can't fucking get over it. And um, it would be nice for me to see those photos as well. So, yes, um, thank you very much, especially to uh, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Rangatan Close Leave Away, Janelle Caston, Amadina Barno, Mitch Perry, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Kelly Young, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Paul Hirschfield, Sammy G, Tony Michael, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnova, Captain Hannibal, Murray Grimwood, Jenny Robinson, Scott Jones, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns, Caroline Robinson, Chris Howard, M. Evans Roberts, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Craig Harris, Lucy Diaz, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Stuart McNaught, Becky Handy, Kelly Cannon, Adam King of the Goss Parslow, Ollie Amesbury, Josh, how did the bauble get addicted Christmas? He was hooked on trees his whole life. Crisp, thank you very much to Josh, who also hosted a uh, Patreon quiz the other day as well. So cheers, Josh, for that. Um, I hope it all went well. I was trying not to die. Uh, thank you very much. Alice Wood, Katrina Robinson, Reese Bowring, Ben Evans, Kit Stevenson, Connor Lewins, Daniel, you probably cheered me up on the night shift. Well done, boy, Stevenson. I love the fact that we do that every single night for him, apparently. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Livy Cropper, and last by no means least, Alexandra Pemblington. Thank you very much. You guys are the fucking best, and anyone who's ever been part of our Patreon is the best. And like Morgan said, we wouldn't have got it. We, I genuinely wouldn't have talked to Brandon Boyd last week if it wasn't for this Patreon existing, which is fucking mental. So thank you. So all the happiness and laughs you hear through this, that has been made possible via our Patreon. If you've listened to two or more episodes, please think about getting involved. At any level tier, we don't give a shit. We just want you to become part of our community so we can hang out, chat, and we can keep this bugger going. Yes, literally, just come and join the family and we can't stress enough how much the Patreon and this podcast has changed our lives. So thank you very, very much. And and over there, you're going to get a lot of exclusive news first. And as it really is now the end of 2021, we've got a very festive special happening next week. There's uh, something for the week after that I think people might 
like as well. And we've got a heap of surprises for 2022. So if you want all that news first, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, or you can just keep it up to date with us, uh, up to date with it after they all know on our social media pages at SapninPod on Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of social media, Sean, you're in a band and you have social media. Yes, at Raiders Band UK on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Grinder, Field, um, and any other app, any other social media app. Just search for at Raiders Band UK. And if it's a company, add it and send her a message. And if it isn't one of ours, then uh, we can find out, didn't So uh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, at Raiders Band UK. That's it. Morgan, plug your socials, bye. Uh, at MHRichards underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I'm probably going to post some festively photos soon, so have a look at that. A dog might be involved. I keep mentioning dogs because it might get me more followers, and I would like some it's more followers. It's fucking disgusting, at it? It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> what? Literally, literally using an animal <laughs> to try and better you. It's fucking disgusting. Aye. I hate it. It's not, even my, vegans, it's, not even my, it's not even my animal either. That's, exactly, that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. That's, <laughs> you're like a vegan with a pet. Like, disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, well, then. Um, yeah, hell of an episode. Can't believe this has happened. Make sure to tune in next week because next week's guest is completely the opposite <laughs> to this. You will never guess. Please tweet us and guess you know who you think next week's guest is. If you've got this be. far, fucking how? Number one. <laughs> How number two tweet us who you think next week's guest is. You won't get it if you get <laughs> if you get it right. If you get it right, you can have. <laughs> this. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're never gonna guess. They're not. Edit that bit. Oh, edit that bit out or blur that or fucking beat that <laughs> yeah. or something. Because yeah, I just realised I probably ruined us. Um, uh... Yes. Thank you very much. Um, goodbye. Nice to know you. Oh, I was going to do that. Ah, fuck off. Something. Bastard. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>